0: Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. Do you have a book inside you just aching to get out? Of course you do. And the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint can give you the guide and structure to write it. That is what Ross Marino used for his book on navigating life-altering challenges. Deirdre, who knew your blueprint for top-quality speakers works for authors as well?
1: I certainly did not know that, Patrice, and I have to say I'm super excited about this podcast today because Ross is one of those clients who has become a friend over the years. We've uh, been on several stages together. I've spoken at, at his events, and as we were talking and telling you, Patrice, right before we started, we have a really good time together. So I'm thrilled, Ross, that you are here with us today. And I want to give our listeners just a couple of fun facts about you other than the fact that you're amazing and super fun. Um, You've been a financial planner for over 30 years, and you're the founder and CEO of Advisor2x. You've been obsessed since high school with how people think and make decisions, and uh, you can't stop asking why, which knowing you, I totally can see that. I can totally see you asking these questions over the years. And you believe that helping people make decisions when life happens and plans change is the most valuable service that you offer. In fact, it's really been one of your like life motivators for your book, your practice, your your summits that you run, and many other things that you do. So, welcome to the Crazy Good Talks podcast, Ross.
0: Thanks so much, Deirdre. It's awesome to be here.
1: Yeah. So I have to admit, when you sent me the book and I opened the cover, I remember thinking, I'm like turning the page, the first chapter. And I was holding my breath. I was holding my breath thinking, please open with a bang. Please open with a story. <laughs> yes. And you did. You did. And not only did you open the book with a story, but the entire book is a parable. It is, it is beautifully written. Creating a parable and then weaving that storyline and that theme through an entire book is not easy to create. That takes a lot of creativity and a lot of skill. So I want to commend you and your co-author on, on your work there. And, and I want you to tell us, before we get into how the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint applied to the book, tell us about the book, who it helps, and um, and, and why you wrote it.
0: Well, the idea behind the book is to help financial planners understand that life happens and plans change. The front of my website, the splash page is life happens, plans change, we can help. Mm. That's what planners do, especially the ones that focus on transitions or life-changing events. And that's why we had to do it in a story form. People can relate to everything that goes on within the book. And I wanted to communicate to people that, yes, you may put plans together. We do goals-based financial planning as financial planners. And it's nice to talk through that. The process has value but anybody who has lived long enough knows that life's going to keep happening. Plans are going to change and those goals, they're going to shift. And I don't want to approach it from, this is a bad thing. This is simply life. So we want to help people understand this is what goes on. It's okay. We're financial planners. We
1: can help. We'll just navigate whatever happens. I love that. And so would you say the book is geared more towards financial planners to help them help their clients or more towards an everyday consumer, the clients of financial planners or both?
0: I'd say it's both, but primarily it's going to be for financial planners. When, okay. when I started writing the book, I thought this is a great way to brand. This is a great way to market. Why don't I do a book that's client friendly so that. we can use it for our practice and for other advisors in our practice to also market. And you know, anytime you write a book, and I know this is part of your, your content within your crazy good talks is you want to repurpose and you want to have marketing yeah. pieces and you want to integrate all of that. And when I thought about it at first, I thought, you know, that would be pretty cool to do. And I think within minutes, that thought just faded. And I thought, you know, it'd be even cooler, five or 10,000 financial planners (laughs) reading the book, thinking through this, and then using the protocols. That's leverage that I think can impact the industry. It's certainly what Susan Bradley does, my co-author, the founder of the Financial Transitionist Institute. So while we started with a client-friendly book... It's really targeted towards financial planners who want to help clients make decisions.
1: Got it. I love it. And, and having read the book, I know that a, a client, like an, a, an advisor, a planner could give the book to a client and the client would be totally engrossed and see themselves in a lot of the characters. In fact, I, I'm, I feel like the characters like Maria and Robert are like my best friends now. I'm like, okay, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know where they are, what's going on with them. What are they watching for, t- for TV? What are they eating for breakfast? Right. And so I, I'm a client of a financial planner, right? So I I definitely resonated with it. And just for clarity's sake, you are a financial planner and you have your own clients, but you also put on events and summits for other financial planners. And so that's where this kind of comes into play. Is that correct?
0: It is. We have a couple of shows or podcasts and they're connected to a couple major conferences. Uh, One is on the 401k side for people who work with employer-sponsored plans. But this book is really targeted towards financial planners that work with individual clients. And we have an event called the Retirement and Longevity Summit to help advisors help their clients navigate retirement, all the change that goes on. The book, the protocols within the book, the issues that we deal with, it's what we do all day long as financial planners. So it's really a good fit for individual financial
1: planning. Love it. Love it. So let's dive into the structure of the book. So, so for my listeners, you might be thinking, you know, Deirdre, why are you interviewing an author, right? And so here's the deal: when I created the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint, I guess it's been nine years now. Um, I created it for speaking. Like in my mind, I wanted to help others be better presenters, be the kind of presenter who could just make an impact and knock it out of the park. But what started happening is my clients started saying, started saying to me, "Wow." I use the blueprint when I meet one-on-one with clients. Wow, I'm using it for you know video. I'm using it in my marketing. And then recently, Ross, you said to me, I used it to help me write my book. And I was like, that is so intriguing. That really intrigued me. And I wanted you on the show because so many people have a book in them, but they don't know how to make an impact with their words and ideas. And so I wanted you, if you would, give my listeners some tips and tricks and hacks that you learned from the blueprint to write your book.
0: Yeah. As soon as you say that, and you know, because I know the blueprint, we could go over a lot of this. I remember telling you ages ago, kind of in jest that the program shouldn't be crazy good talks. It yeah. should be crazy good communication. Mm. Because at the time I only spoke a few times a year and yeah. I didn't really do it in my practice. I don't market for my practice, uh, but at conferences I would speak, but I did write a lot and I used the blueprint for writing. And I remember also calling you saying, I've got to do a five-minute intro right before a keynote speaker, any reason I can't use the blueprint. And it applied to that as well. So the whole blueprint just applies to communication. It's not just for speaking. So when I sat down to write an article or a five-minute intro, or in this case for a book, I wanted to start with the blueprint. So I started with the first question, the, the big one that we have to ask. I write this question down, Deirdre, so many times, I I use it in every situation, and that is, how do I want the audience or my listener to think, feel, or act differently? That is the most grounding question that I can ask myself, because I'm going to want to dive into my three points, my facts, and I want, oh, I'm going to have a story. Oh, I got a great illustration, Deirdre. Stop. Before I go to that, Deirdre said, I have to decide. How do I want my audience to think, act, or feel differently? That really grounds you and it centers you on, okay, this is what we want to do. And I'll give you a quick story to show yeah, how I use that in the book. And and th- this was classic. So the book's finally produced and I'll, I'll hold it up here for you. Yeah, right. So, here's the book called shaping change. My 15 year old daughter comes into my room one day and, and, uh, you know, I said, "Here, look." Uh, I, I said, "Here's the book." She said, "Oh, you wrote a book? That's great." <laughs> and I said, "Thank you." And then she says, "Well, let's see if this book projects you." I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she opens it up, reads the first two words, "Life happens," closes the book, hands it back to me, and says, "Yep, that's you." Turned around and walked out. Love it. That's all she. God needed. bless the teenagers, right? That's so, right. But, but but that's it because I knew. That is what I had the readers to think, act, feel. They need to understand life happens. I'm a financial planner. Let's not get carried away with the plan because it doesn't actually play out that way. Why? Because life happens. So not only did I do that, even my daughter knows immediately, yep, this is what you do. This is your gig. So that opening question alone, right off the bat, goes for any type of communication and it certainly set the tone for the book.
1: Yeah, that that's great. So what Ross is alluding to in step two, so there's 11 steps in the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint. And by the way, if you're listening and you haven't listened to episode one and you're like, what is this blueprint thing? Please listen to episode one where I explain what this is exactly. But it's basically a methodology for structuring presentations, one-on-one communication, books, articles, videos, podcasts, so that you connect emotionally with people and really make a big impact on them and also get the kind of results that you're looking for from you know, your your conversations, your presentations and marketing. But step two is all about structuring your message. And the foundational question that we teach is, you you know, what most people do is they they have an assignment, a book, an article, a presentation, they're like, huh, what do I want to say? That's a sure way to bore your audience because they don't really care what you want to say. What what you want to be asking is exactly what Ross said is how do I want them to feel, think, and act differently? And then you reverse engineer. So what Ross did was he reverse engineered the entire book so it hit that objective. Awesome. So what was it? Do you do you recall at the top of your head how you did want them to feel, think, or act differently for yes. this particular book? Life happens and plans change. Yeah, it's and, and okay, it's, it's okay. 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 So you wanted them to feel okay about that happening.
0: Uh, you you got to make sure that they know that's normal. Yeah. Especially as you age, when you hit early or mid fifties. The life changes, the transitions, they accelerate. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing of the midlife crisis, it sounds, it makes good for good stories, dear Joe. but yes. there's actually no science behind it. Life gets really rough when you hit your 50s because now if you're a parent, you have teenagers and you right. question ever being a parent, right? You have older parents, possibly health issues passing away. Yep. You're all of a sudden thinking, maybe I have to retire. Do I have enough money? Life accelerates in the 50s, it gets in the 50s, it gets heavier. Late 50s, early 60s, you lose a job early 60s, you just don't go out and replace your income. I mean, it gets tough. So life gets more and more challenging. So here we are creating all these projections and putting in assumptions and trying to do financial plans for people. Just, just, Just stop. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. The process is good, but the plan is almost irrelevant the day after you print it. Oh my so gosh. It's okay. okay. Life happens. Plans change. We're going to be okay.
1: I'm smiling for two reasons. One, I'm smiling because as you're talking about the 50s and I'm in that age bracket, I'm thinking, this is like going through puberty again when everything was changing. Your voice is changing and your body's changing. Your skin's <laughs> bad. And I was like, I never thought about it this way. I never thought about it this way. And the other reason I'm smiling is my husband would be loving you right now. He has this thing about the financial plan. He's like, everything's always changing. So wh- why are we I, like, and we're big planners. But to have this thing sort of bound, do you know what I'm saying? Like the formal thing, he's like, this is this is a living, breathing thing. And to think that it's just a one and done and that, okay, this is it now, he's it drives him crazy. So he would love to hear you. He would love to hear what you're saying right now. Okay. so I love that. And I would say that you definitely hit the objective because after reading the book and and your main characters, Robert, Maria, and Linda, they went through a lot of changes, a lot of changes. But what I really like is like some of them actually seem like they were bad and they turned out to be really awesome. And so I love that you pulled that out that um, things can change. And as humans, we are very, most of us are very adverse to change. It's scary and we want things to stay the same. But I feel like the book also showed that what seems bad at first can be really great down the road.
0: And that's a big challenge, I think, for all humans is that. We ascribe a value to an event. We say that's good. We say that's bad yes. because we have some framework. But how many times have you heard somebody say, that is the best thing that ever happened? Yes, all the right? time. This and I goes said on too. all the time. So totally. I, I take the approach of who am I to make a call of good or bad? I don't want to have that mentality. They call it cognitive dissonance where you mm-hmm. can hold two thoughts in your mind. So yes, I may go through an event that is tragic, catastrophic, stressful. There are what you would consider bad aspects of it, really challenging, and they're legit. But I can also tell you that because it's change, I can shape it. I can grow from it. And I can also see the positive aspects as I mature and become a better person, a better human being. So it's okay to hold both of those. We don't have to say, this is just bad or this is just good. That's not how life works. Life happens Change happens. Let's just lean into it, and there will be
1: positive aspects. And I just want to say something. I'm not going to ask you to get into this, but I I want to point out for a listener. Sometimes it's easy to listen to someone say something like you just said and go, "Oh, well, what does he know? His life is perfect." I know you've had (laughs) quite a few challenges, quite a few personal challenges, and um, so if you can say that, you're saying it from a place of truth, of experience. Not it's not platitudes. Yeah,
0: and and I'll just do a quick little background. I had a When I started as a financial planner, moved to Wilmington, North Carolina to open an office, didn't know anybody in town, but my wife and I picked this town and said, okay, that's it. Let's do it. We're going to start a financial planning practice. Within 30 days, I injured my back, spent the next six years in a room over my garage, mostly on pillows on the floor, trying to become a financial planner. And this was a time when the internet wasn't a thing. And you basically live quarter to quarter. And it was a miracle that I even stayed in the business. And I don't say that as cliche. I'm pretty sure there's divine intervention because Mm -hmm. it was bizarre that I could actually have people call and just want to work with me and do business with me. End up getting out of the house. I have a special needs daughter. Took us 13 years to get an accurate diagnosis. The path along that way, you you just can't put words to it. Uh, Took a toll on my wife. She ended up being disabled, mostly bedridden for about 10 years. Significant health issues. Things finally stabilized. Wrote the book. The day the final manuscript hit my email inbox, it was a Tuesday, late February, thought, this is great. I'm going to be able to get this book out. Instead of going home that night and celebrating, my wife's in an ambulance going to the hospital because she just had a heart attack. And I spent the next week in the cardiac ICU. And I once again experience life happens, plans change. So produce a book. No, we're not producing a book right now. We're in the middle of the fog. And what am I going to do next? Am I going to have to tell my kids mommy isn't coming home? So yeah. things are stable at the moment but Good. you know the point being that when you go through that it's why I'm so passionate about don't worry about the financial plan not working out. L- life doesn't work that way. It is going to happen. Plans are going to change and you know what it's okay because yeah. it happens to pretty much everybody. Right? Yeah. Nobody gets out of this unscathed. It, no, it's, it's just true. Life. Thank so, you. So yes, story. I I don't dismiss it or minimize it. Right. Um, I I understand it but you still have to lean into it and say, I have agency here. So I'm going to try to shape this change.
1: I love that. And what what you're not saying, I want to be clear. What you're not saying is don't plan. That's absolutely not what you're saying. What you're saying is you have to be flexible to change the plan when life changes. Is that right?
0: And that's it. And and I often joke that the financial plan is dead, long live financial planning. Say say more. What does that mean? It's the process of financial planning that helps us understand what matters to you. Got it. What the financial plan tells me, which is the snapshot, which is what your husband knows. It's like, come on, this is right now. The snapshot tells me much more about direction than destination. Mm, mm. I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be doing 20 years from now. I'm positive. I have no idea what I'll want to do or think or feel. I may have some guesses, but I can't know. know, I joke, it's future Ross. I don't know what future Ross is going to want. Right? Yeah. 20 years from now, I can't do that, but I can look at my direction. Am I spending less than I'm making? Am I saving? Am I on path to financial freedom? Do I have appropriate insurance for yes. the what if scenarios out there? If I die tomorrow, will my family be okay? So it can tell me what's going on right now with a snapshot. I can make decisions that matter, but I also understand that life is fluid and things are going to change and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I I love that, and you know what? I really think there's this there's a um, and this has been for a little while now, kind of a shift in the industry of moving from transactional to relationship based planning and 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 advising and that type of relationship. And this is a big, I think, commercial for financial planners and consumers being in very close relationship with one another because what you're saying is the planning is very very important. The document and the snapshot is the thing that that isn't. The only way that you can, you can keep that accurate sort of assessment is to have your navigator, your financial planner by your side as you go through life. Is that right? I mean, this is not, hey, let's just talk every five years and I'll buy something from you and, and that's it. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, this person is going to walk with you through your life to help you get to the end destination, wherever that might be.
0: And you have to do it that way. And, and for two reasons. One, you already mentioned is life is going to happen. There are going to be changes. We have to be able to adapt. But the second is, is if I do a comprehensive financial plan for someone, and sometimes we do that, the list of changes and recommendations it may be significant. Yeah. And let's just be honest. People can only do so much. Right. I can look at it as a certified financial planner. Other planners could look at it and say, "Oh, look, we have 17 action items." Okay, that's about right. Actually, maybe I'd have 15, and somebody else might have 18. But we look at that list. It's just another day to us because that's what we do. You put that on a client. It's heavy. Oh yeah, all of those activities. Yeah. So we can't roll all of that out. We have to prioritize and say, okay, based on our snapshot, here's what I think we can get to this quarter. Here's what I think we should work on now, and then you roll out over time and you address things. But to think you're all going to get it done in one moment, there, there's just no way. We lack the capacity as humans to do that much that quickly.
1: Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Okay, cool. So so what I would like is for you to give your top three strategies from the blueprint. So you gave us the first one, right? um, That you used to write the book. So the first one was from, from piece number two, where you are reverse engineering the talk and you're asking that, how do I want them to feel, think and act differently? What would be the second strategy? If someone's listening and they're going to sit down and write a book or write an article, what is the second thing they need to be thinking about and doing so that, so that this is something that connects with people?
0: Oh man, you're going to put me on the spot for just a couple more. So, and I even pulled up the list of nine and wrote them down and oh, thought, look at you. Oh, I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, know, I it's like, it's
1: like choosing between your two children, right? Like you, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta pick one. Sorry. I have two favorite daughters children. and
0: I let each of them know they're my favorite whenever they are. Of course, they, of course and, they are. And they love that. Of yeah. course
1: you're my favorite.
0: Didn't you say my sister was your favorite? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm,
1: yes. my, yeah, I'm lucky my I have a girl and a boy. Cause I'm like, you're my favorite son. You're my oh, favorite Oh, that's good. Well done. Yeah.
0: All right, so I'm, I'm just going to go with, with what you opened with. It's your number one, and it's, it's brand yourself. Mm-hmm. And the question you ask, you have the, is it the, the signature? Uh, the for, crazy okay, so, good signature system. Crazy good signature system. So with the brand yourself, you ask this one question, which is, what are the results people get from me? Mm. I love that question, Deirdre, because I'm instinctively going to tell you what I do. And nobody comes to me because they want to know what I do. Correct. At least not initially. Yes. Initially, they come to me because they need results. They have a need. They have their why. And the yes. results that someone gets from me, that's what I need to project. And that's what I need to talk about because mm. it's the benefits that people are interested in. It's not how do we make the sausage? Yes. Right? And, and we we love to share that stuff. and. You know, sometimes it's just as simple as you know, people say, oh, you, you just want to sound smart. And yeah, maybe that's part of it. I, I don't think it's much as it sounds smart. When I tried to do that or did that a lot 20, 30 years ago, I don't think it was really motivated by the sound smart as much as I love this stuff. I love these topics. You ask me a question. I can't help it. I geek out on this stuff. I want to answer it. Yeah. So it's not just some insecurity and in posturing, which there's plenty of that, but I actually love to talk about it. Yeah. I just have to remember, I may love to talk about it. They don't like to listen about it. <laughs> that's that's not like, why they're there. Exactly. They're there. Like,
1: like you're all excited and you're thinking you're you're giving them gold and they're hearing wah 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 <laughs> exactly. what I say. I don't understand that. Wah, 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 right? Right.
0: <laughs> right. They came for one reason, primary reason. We have to find that, what that is. They want results from that. That has to be my brand. That's yes. why the front of my website says, Life happens, plans change, we can help. Yeah, because yeah. they're coming to us because they want help. That's straight off of your system. So I, I think I'll start with that on the next one. How's that?
1: That sounds great. And so let me just pull this together. So what I, what I imagine, but what I picked up from the book and how you applied that is you were very aware as you were writing it to make sure you were showing the results through the results and the dialogue that the characters had with one another, with their planner. Is that, is that right? Instead of like this being a, a how-to informational book of like dissecting everything, it's more talking about how this affected their life. Is that accurate? Is that how you used it?
0: Absolutely. And okay. in the back of the book, we put in protocols. There's some how-to. Yep. But once they know that we know and we care, we know who they are, we understand who they are, we care about them. That's why we did a modern day parable. We did a story. Then they'll be interested in the rest of it. And yes, there's a call out box with cognitive dissonance and some other things in there, you know, little boxes on the side of the page, but, but the story has to be about them because once we grasp that that's what they care about more than anything else, I couldn't write a book on just shaping change. I had to write a book about people experiencing change, experiencing life. They can identify with that because that's their world and that's what they care about. And that's straight from the system.
1: That's great. What are uh, pick up the book if you would, and and just read us a few lines from the back cover. Would you would you just go ahead and read that to us? There's no such thing as a purely financial decision. The
0: human element must also be considered. Financial visionaries Ross Marino and Susan Bradley unravel the retirement planning puzzle in a unique voice that empowers readers with the necessary skills to emerge as happier, more secure. Individuals shaping change employs an easy to understand approach to help
1: navigate life transitions. Yeah, so you're being very clear. Happier navigate life transitions, right? right? These are your results. Results, exactly. Awesome. Okay, so number one is asking that question, and and again, I just want to say that question: How do you want people to feel, think, and act differently? Is for any message you will ever deliver, and I'd say particularly professionally. You can. I have people who use this stuff for. Eulogies and, uh, you know, father of the bride toasts. But, you know, if we're just thinking professionally, because sometimes it's easier for people to like compartmentalize any message, whether it's a social media post, whether it's a podcast, a video, a speech, an elevator pitch, a one on one conversation, right? A book, a presentation. That's the question you want to ask yourself before saying or planning any message. And then the second thing, is Ross is talking about branding yourself. And part of branding yourself is is getting known for delivering certain results. So make sure you're weaving that into your book or into your other messages. And what would be the third? I'm hoping the third is going to be what I think the third should be, but I'm going to let you tell us your third. And then we'll see if it's the same as my third.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to give you my first third and my second third because I can.
1: I kind of so, have that too. I have a first third and a second third also. I, I feel like we might have the same two. Let's see.
0: I already talked about the first third because you brought it out, and that's the why story. Okay. And if, yep. I'm going to, if I'm going to do anything that differentiates me from other financial planners, it can't be I'm super smart and I have more letters and designations than I have in my last name. Right. right. That, that's that's that people don't get that. Right. It's got to be, here's me. It's genuine. They have to do that. But then it has to be, and it's, it's my favorite, and I've told you before, it's why you paused before you opened the book. It's the open and the close. It's open with a bang. That is when I actually do a presentation, that's the most transformational part that I've experienced. That open, that first 5, 10, 15 seconds, understanding the dynamics of that and how I need to approach it total game
1: changer. Totally agree. And I want to dig into that for a minute because you had a fun experience a few years ago that I'll never forget. But um, yeah, so number three, we have a 3A and a 3B. Yours happened to be exactly the same as mine.
0: <laughs> there you have it.
1: In, in reverse order, but we'll go with yours. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so 3A for you is, is really making that emotional connection, differentiating yourself through stories, but in particular through a very specific type of of business story, which is your why story. It's it's sharing why you do what you do and why you care about the person who's reading the book. Or if we're going to extend this beyond books, why you care about the person listening to your presentation, sitting across from you at a meeting, listening to your podcast, your video, whatever it is, but it's it's really weaving stories throughout, and then also being being human and showing them why you care. And then three B, which is, I gotta say, like if you made me choose between all my children. Three, 3B three is my favorite, right? Opening with a bang, opening the book. And that's why I was holding my breath. I was like, please don't start the book with the word I. Please don't start the book with a bunch of facts. Please don't. Please start the first chapter with the story. Yes, he did it. Yes, 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 yes. Right? So open with a bang means when you write a book or when you get up on stage, you don't do what everyone else does on stage. You don't say, oh, thank you for having me here, it's so great to be here. You actually dive in and you say something that's going to grab their attention. In the same way, when you write a book, those first few pages, they really matter. And if those aren't like grabbing people right away, they are going to put that book down. And your book did not disappoint. You opened with a bang. So talk about your experience on stage opening with a bang, because I love that. Las Vegas, Caesars Palace, We're at one
0: of our conferences, It's the first presentation of the morning. It's the open and that's me. So I'm I'm the CEO of the company. So I always do the big open. So nothing has happened yet. Everybody's there. The room is the murmur. You know, everybody's talking and you hear it. And I'm thinking, okay, this is it. Just went through Deirdre's program. I'm going to open with a bang. I'm going to do exactly what she said to do. And here's what I did. And it's it's exactly what you tell us to do. I walked onto the stage. I didn't say a word. I walked all the way out to the center of the stage. And of course, it takes two seconds to get there, which in speaker time is nine days. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And then you get there. And then I turn and I face the crowd. Everybody's staring at you. And I stop. And I just wait. And now this is like a year and a half in speaker oh, time. Oh, for sure. Right. So yes. you take the deep breath. And then I open with the question. Have you ever wondered? And I ask this question. And then I stop you could have heard a pin drop. It was so dramatic. The entire room was staring at me that that moment actually burned in my brain. And I thought, Deirdre, you got this. <laughs> this, is, this is it. You, I, I have been speaking since I think age 25. So I've done hundreds and hundreds of presentations. I've been on TV, had my own radio show. I think at 26, I started my first radio show. So I have spoken a lot. I'm not necessarily trained at that point, but I've got a lot of experience. I have never had that experience when I walked in front of the room and to all of a sudden see that everybody's paying attention. It's the open with a bang. So much that I'm actually thinking about Deirdre, ADD, welcome, right? But it's like, Bob wow, Deirdre, you, you got this. It's so cool. <laughs> but, but that was it. But yeah. from, from then on out, and, and I'll just tell you as a warning to people, it's uncomfortable. You're walking up there. It's uncomfortable. You stop and you look out at everybody. They're all staring at you. And yes, you're making eye contact. I'm not looking at the back of the room. It's uncomfortable. I pause that year and a half pause. It's uncomfortable. And then you deliver the question and then you stop again. More uncomfortable. But that's what it takes to dial the people in. It's powerful. You bring up other ways to do that with a story and other types of opens. I like the question. I used it in that. It'll, I'll never forget that. It was a powerful thing.
1: And here's the thing it's uncomfortable until it's not. And yeah. then once it's not, whoa, it's amazing yeah. because you know that you have the power to command an audience. And when you have the power to command an audience, you have the power to impact more lives.
0: When I'm going up there, there's really only one objective. And I think most speakers would say the same thing that's influence. Yes. That's why I'm there. I'm trying to deliver. I want to influence them to think, act or feel differently.. Correct. That, that to me, that's the magic word. It's the influence. Yes. The stronger the influence, the stronger the impact, the more change that we can motivate and encourage. The open is what starts it. So once you realize this is it, yeah, you start getting excited of, this is what I'm going to do. We're yeah. going to get them. It's going to be great. I'll have their attention. That's what I mean by get them. I'll have their attention now I'm in a position to deliver and influence them for positive change.
1: Absolutely. And usually once you get them, now you want to make sure the rest of the presentation is, or book is well-structured, but a lot of times, once you get them, they're willing to stay with you. They're willing to hang with you. Uh, But if you lose them in the beginning of the book, they're going to put it down. If you lose them in the beginning of a speech, they're going to start looking on their phones. They're going to start thinking of other things. So this, this moment is critical. Okay. So let's sum up here. So we've got a piece from a strategy from section two of the blueprint, which is asking that planning, important planning question. We've got the uh, number two, which is really focusing on on the results that you give and making sure you weave that into your book. And then number three, open the book with a bang, open in a way that's going to draw people in right away. And of course, all of these principles apply to any other messaging you're giving. Now, I'm going to ask you maybe a little shameless plug here for the blueprint. Um, why would someone like you, like, I remember when you called us and you were interested in, in, in joining the program and Jean was telling me about you. And I thought, oh, this guy's not going to join. Like, what, what, why would he do this? Because, you know, you're, you're just, you're so accomplished. You had so many years already. And, and so tell us why, 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 uh, and that was early on. And, and so now I've had a lot of people who are super accomplished join, but I, in the beginning, I, I just thought, well, this might be for people who, right. Didn't speak that much, but, but that's not you. so. Tell me what, um, you know, brought you to do this and would you do it again? And what would you recommend to other people? Uh, do
0: it tomorrow. I'd recommend to other people or do it today. The, the way I looked at it, Deirdre is I, I think it's different if I was 25 years old or 45 or 50 as you age. And as you mature, you understand that expertise matters yeah. and my experience and my perspective for me is never going to be enough i crave expertise everything is a craft every skill can be improved i know how to speak from what i would do the way i looked at it was i'm a good athlete but i never actually was coached to learn the sport well mm-hmm. so i have athletic ability so i can go do that meaning when i get up and speak i'm comfortable i can do stories i can make jokes i have a good time i can work a room especially if it's q and a So there are certain things that I instinctively do okay. I don't want to confuse that with being a skilled speaker. This is a a multiple skill sets on how you structure it, on how you deliver. And and I'm aware of that. I never had the training, but I didn't want to just buy a book on how to be a speaker. But the way you approached it with the blueprint and the way you broke it down, that's what took me over the line. When I saw the steps and the different categories, I realized there's structure there, there's skill teaching, there's science behind everything that you're doing and you've got it in modules. The, and this isn't a weekend warrior program. Correct, so for anybody who thinks they're going to watch a few videos and learn how to open with a bang, okay, you could just learn how to open with a bang by watching yeah. the video. It's that modular. But in order to do all of them and put them together for that entourage effect where the whole presentation is influenced, you've got to learn the blueprint. And as soon as I saw it, I knew this person knows how to coach me to become really good at my craft instead of me just being a good athlete, having fun, and people who, and I'll say this jokingly, don't understand the sport, think I'm doing a great job. Oh, mm-hmm. Ross, you're, you're doing great. That was awesome. You did so well. And I would say thank you, but I also know that I'm not a pro. Yes. And by learning from you, following the, the blueprint, you learn what professionals do. And, and here's, here will be my final plug, Deirdre. When you actually go through it as someone as a student, you read stuff like your why story. You don't have to sell me on that. It's duh. And then you read about opening with a bang and how you have to do it. Well, duh. And also why I don't go up there and start talking about myself. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. I'm really looking forward to it. And then you would say, who cares? And I'm thinking, good question. Who does care? Nobody (laughs) No, They don't care that I'm excited. They don't even know who I am. Why am I telling them I'm excited? So when you go through it, it's just intuitive. It's well thought out. So whatever stage you are in presentations and speaking and whether you're a rookie, whether you're a veteran, if you haven't been trained professionally, you will find significant value in the program.
1: Yeah, that's great. When you were talking... I was imagining, we were talking about like the different pieces, like I could tell the joke, I could get up there and I could do the Q&A and I could do the story. I was thinking of an orchestra where you're good at the, you know, you're good at the violin and the flute and the cello, but you'd be running around playing the three of them separately versus learning how to play them all together. So it's a beautiful concert. And that, that's, I think, what you're talking about in terms of putting all the pieces together. So it comes out like this beautiful concert versus these separate pieces. Does that make sense?
0: Because if you're a professional speaker, you understand that you have to create imagery, Deirdre. You have to create a (laughs) picture for people at all time. And the orchestra, where I only know how to play three of the instruments. Right. Yeah. If you don't know what a full orchestra sounds like, I may impress you on the drums and the trumpet. But if you actually know what the orchestra sounds like, it's not as impressive and how much more impactful is it? So way to throw in the illustration
1: and story that's in the program too. I can't help it. I can't help it. It's just, I can't help it. Okay. So Ross, thank you so much for being here. As always, I've had a great time with you. I hope to see you again in person in the near future. And I hope your wife is doing better. Hope she's doing better. I'm glad to hear that things are hopefully moving in the right direction. She's tough and stubborn. So she's hanging in there. All right. Tell her I say hello. Where can people find you and where can they buy the book?
0: Book is at Amazon. Just search Shaping Change, uh, Ross Marino or Susan Bradley. It'll pull right up. I pre- appreciate that. And you can go to our website, Advisor2x. That's the number two. But most of our content is going to be on YouTube. So search Advisor2x on YouTube and you'll see all t- our channel. We have multiple shows out there, a great interview with Deirdre, many other thought leaders and experts out
1: there. It's all on YouTube. Awesome. Thank you. And you can find us obviously by subscribing to the podcast or visiting our website, crazygoodtalks.com.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes
1: only.